and thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Forest and Features. I'm your host, Thomas Moore. Today we have another episode in our segment of the show profile episodes featuring specifically shows going on at The Forest. The latest one that we have going on is running this December, uh, and that is specifically, what are we calling it this one? Um, we are calling it, I don't want to get it wrong, A Mistletoe Musing Christmas Carol. I want to just start by giving a brief introduction that we have included on the Forest in website, and then I'm going to introduce everyone that I have here to talk about the show. The introduction at, on the website includes our popular holiday musical cabaret returns with a new twist, A Christmas Carol. Enjoy this classic story filled with ghosts and holiday cheer, and of course, lots of music from the mistletoes. This cast has quite a few people in it. Um, the complete cast can be found online at theforestin.org, as well as the episode description. Um, but I'm going to introduce the members of the cast that I have with me today. Today I have Michael Sheeks, the director, Phil Pintessa Jindrum, part of the Mistletoe Ensemble, Claireland the Violet as Scrooge, and then Kathy, Kathy, Kathy Delane as Mrs. Cratchit. Hello everyone, how are we doing today? <laughs> Great. So um, I'm just going to start by asking some questions to these guys, try to learn a little bit about the show. Um, first of all, the first question I really want to ask, Mistletoe Musings has been a part of the Forest Inn and a tradition here for years. Um, and I always enjoy coming to see it. However, this year has a slight adjustment, including a little bit of the Christmas Carol and a little bit more of like an acting perspective, you know, coming into the show. Um, who was kind of the... Uh, genius uh, or mastermind behind that decision and you know what was the reasoning yeah so the first year that we did it uh we the concept was that there was going to be a story that the mistletoe musing songs was wrapped up in and by the time we got to tech week it was like yeah maybe we haven't found a story and so we ended up doing a variety of poetry and uh readings and then a couple of years ago, we included the Gift of the Magi, and that was in our video version. Um, and so the, every year there's been this search for a theme or a concept or what is it that we're doing. And so this year, uh, thinking about the fact that uh, Christmas Carol has a long tradition in Manitowoc and that there are a lot of people that have been doing it in a variety of different contexts. And, um, and there was a reading uh, just recently at Kathy's Stage Door Pub of it and but there isn't a stage version happening anymore and I thought well let's look at whether or not we can do Christmas Carol and wrap it up into the musings event. Uh, we do about 30 songs with Mistletoe Musings which that's a show all by itself and then to add over top of that a traditional story like A Christmas Carol means that the Christmas Carol is very lean and the uh, and the music that we are doing that is introduced into the story it makes sense to us and we'll see if it makes sense to the audience um, hopefully we're telling the story and telling it well and in a way that people are enjoying so um, yeah so it's this ongoing search for what is it that musings can do to make it a narrative experience and so we'll see i remember being at christmas carol in christmas carol when i was a kid i am an old man well i feel like an old man maybe i'm not an old man but i feel like an old man already here at 32 um but i remember being in you know my teenage years and younger years being a part of the christmas carol 20 years ago when maskers was doing it 
Um, I think something that's interesting is the, the same show there, they would have a lot of, you know, interlude songs that would be kind of sung in between that show. And as much as maybe it seems like, hmm, I don't know if that's supposed to fit there. It just always kind of wrapped it around in a nice like bow tie when you're kind of watching the show to kind of get a little bit of the Christmas spirit. Um, speaking of which, we do have one of two people who have been a huge part of the Christmas Carol when Maskers was doing the show. Um, I know that Manitowoc, in Manitowoc, the Christmas Carol has been a huge um, tradition through that. Um, I'd love to get some insight on potentially how it started um, and why this show you think is one that, you know, we do year after year is somewhat of a timeless classic. So I have been involved in A Christmas Carol for the entire 20 years that it's been going on. And it's really Kathy Bundy was the driving force. Um, when she was young, she did a version of A Christmas Carol with the Melbergs, Jim and Mary Melberg. And they did it for about 10 years. And after Jim died, it, it went away. And Kathy just thought it was too important of a story. And she had to bring it back. So in about 2000. Two, she pitched the idea to Maskers to put on a full stage production, full orchestration. They even had a score written by the music professor, I believe, at Silver Lake College at the time, wrote a score for them. And it was a full-blown production. She probably had 50 people on stage and another 10 in the pit orchestra. It was a, a major thing. And I believe maskers did it for about eight years and they dropped it so kb productions kathy bundy did it herself and she moved it around it's been on the capitol civic center stage it's been at uw manitowoc on their stage and then again out at silver lake college unfortunately kathy died a few years back and covid hit so it disappeared for a couple of years, and then um, the timing, we wanted to get together and, and maybe do a reading of it in Kathy's honor, which we picked up two years ago, and the Stage Door Pub is still alive and well. So we moved it there as a reading, and now we've done it two years there. So I've been involved all 20 years. <laughs> I actually was not involved in Christmas Carol until Kathy started doing it. And she basically said, hey, wait, can you help me do costumes, which, you know, is my forte. Um, and I said, sure. And then I got cast as one of the big ladies, which I love, because I love doing the coffee accent, you know. <laughs> and, um, and that's kind of the part I played the whole time. So, but I'm very familiar. In fact, when you were, Kathy, talking about the Melbergs version, I remember the very first theatrical performance I took my daughter to, she was four years old at the time, was um, the Melbergs Christmas Carol, which was performed at Two Rivers High School. Um, Jim was Scrooge. Uh, Bill Hansen was Marley. Um, we were in the front row right by the orchestra when Turkey Boy came out with a real, I, it had to be 30-pound turkey, slung over his back. My four-year-old daughter, in the silence, went, ew, gross. <laughs> 
and has never lived down that little story ever since. She's 42 years old now. So, um, <laughs> but that, that was kind of my first introduction other than, you know, watching the movies and stuff. And I've always loved it, always gone to see it. But like I said, my actual involvement didn't happen really until Kathy did the show. The next question I had is just to incorporate it back into a little bit of the musings um, and et cetera, um, is what are some things that the audience can expect that are similar from previous years? And what are some things that are different this year? Uh, I'm, I'm leaning on the two seniors of the Mistletoe Musings here. So Mistletoe Musings, uh, like you said, uh, has been around since Michael reopened the forest back in 2017. Uh, Tessa and I have been in the ensemble all six uh, of the years, and um, there are definitely plenty of new things that we do every year. We try to find new songs to include every year, but we also like to include some staple favorites. Uh, Peace on Earth, Drummer Boy is one of them. Carol of the Bells is something we do every year. Um, you know, some of those songs uh, people just love to hear, and we uh, love to perform them, but uh, we always try to include. Uh, some classic Christmas songs, uh, holiday songs, um, but then we also like to find songs that you might not expect. So we'll pull from all sorts of different repertoire. Some of it's more winter related. Some of it's you would never expect it to be in any kind of holiday cabaret style show. But we thought, hey, why don't we put this song about deaf here or <laughs> let's let's put this song about family here and it just kind of works into the uh flow of the uh show and um and we we make it work um so you'll there'll definitely be surprises in our music selection and we always try to incorporate some instruments into so we've got some music that's recorded some of it's played live some of it's acapella so it's uh, quite a variety uh yeah so this year um aside from just doing the music part of it michael has asked us to also play some of these smaller roles that are in the show and i have a handful and everybody kind of has a handful of these roles so it's been interesting and a little bit of challenge to see how we can fit all of this with our music and like memorizing and trying our best um I play a fezzy wig for a little portion of it, um, which is very, very hilarious, um, which will be very fun for everybody to watch. Um, I also play the laundress woman, I believe, and then a few small children roles. Um, so it's been fun to be different characters, different ages, different genders, just having fun. And I think it helps tell the story and it includes musings a bit more than we're used to. And it's, it's been a lot of fun to do all of that. So, so what we ended up doing traditionally, the first year, I think we had the musings doing some of the readings, but by the third, second or third year, we would bring in readers to do all of the uh, reading, which let the musicians, the vocalists just focus on being vocalists. Uh, and their process is one that is very independent and fluid. So they will typically get together in late summer and put together a playlist. And then they meet, I don't know when, over the course of, of the fall. So we that, don't know when. Right. And so then when, when Tech Week uh, uh, come, arrives, 
we may have had a rehearsal or two, but basically they arrive at Tech Week and uh, we throw it together uh, and there's a lot of skill in this group. And so by the time we get to opening night, it's usually pretty tight. Now you put on top of that a traditional play like uh, like A Christmas Carol, and then you bring in actors who are used to a more traditional rehearsal process, uh, and it's like, welcome to the Forced In Musings event. And, you know, it's like, okay, well, we had a couple of rehearsals, and yeah, that's what we're going to do. Mm, yep, that looks good. Okay, it's Tech Week Monday. Mm, yep, let's fit some stuff together, and okay, here we go. And so <laughs> it's it's been uh, it's been kind of our typical process, but it's interesting to have a bunch of people in, and not a bunch, it's actually a relatively small ensemble given the size of Christmas Carol. Um, we have, I don't know, eight, maybe eight or nine people. Um, yeah, well, it, it, it's, there's some, there's some people covering. So anyway, uh, there is a, uh, it's a, it's a different kind of experience putting together the Musings Christmas show. And actually last night went pretty well. I feel pretty good. I think we're going to have a good show. Uh, it's only Wednesday. We're going to be just fine. <laughs> Um, to go off of, of Michael, um, as an experience with musings, when we do it with musings, it's just us and Michael and the stage, and we can take all the time we want and fix things and and fold things together. But I've been very conscious of while we're doing our musings part, we've got all these actors sitting around us, and I'm like, oh my god, we're wasting their time because we have to get our stuff together. I'm like. Oh no! But yeah, so that's been an experience is being aware that there's actually other people here now, and we actually have to keep moving forward and not just keep stopping and going back. So that's been fun. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's not a uh, forced in show without a little bit of craziness during Tech Week, where we throw <laughs> everything together all at once, and then magically by Friday everything kind of works together. Um, kind of reminds me of other groups that have been a part of where we, you know, end up in the space and we're like, how are we gonna make it? Are we going to make it? And then we do. You know, I got Quince, Peter Quince in my mind yeah. initially. It always felt that way when I do Peter Quince. I'd be like, are we going to make it? Probably not. And But we do. But we do. It ends up working out. Uh, one of the other questions I had was, you know, what is something about Tech Week um, in this coming together that maybe you didn't expect? Um, but it seems like we kind of already kind of covered that. My Mac died. Michael's, Michael's computer died. Yeah. Is there anything else that anyone wanted to ask? I kind of ran through one of the bigger questions um, that I wanted to get through is, you know, some importance of the history of Christmas carols, some songs to look forward to. Phil just kind of talked about a bunch of them that are traditional, you know, ones that we have in the show and et cetera. Is there anything else that anyone wants to talk about more or less? You know, um, the Musings event is a really different kind of holiday experience. I remember... Uh, in the second or third year, one of the audience members was like, this is so, this is not Wisconsin. This is like something you would find in Chicago or New York. And it is, it's a very sort of eclectic, non-traditional uh, um, experience. And we typically have a relatively limited audience for it. But, uh, and as a matter of fact, I remember back in 2017 when we first started, and of course we didn't have much of a market anyway here at the Forest as we were restarting, and we would have you know 12 or 13 people, uh, and but they enjoyed it of course, and it was you know the show was good, and so we have a following, and they're going to be here, but we also because this has been sort of a 
this has been a breakout year for us in terms of attendance. We're going to have a lot of new people seeing Mistletoe Musings for the first time. And so it'll be interesting. I'm really intrigued to see how they receive this strange and somewhat eclectic collection of uh, story and song. That is a really good, important, you know, thought to make. I mean, it was a bit of a breakout year for the forest, so I'm hoping that, you know, no pressure, but no. (laughs) You better be good. You better be good. (laughs) That's good. We got 48 hours. You got 48 hours. (laughs) (laughs) So just a little bit of show information on how to get tickets. Tickets are between $20 to $30 with the option for some light meals that you could purchase online as well as the charcuterie board. People love those charcuterie boards. Shannon loves making them just as much as people love them. (laughs) (laughs) Shows for the show are December 9th, uh, 2nd, 9th, and 16th. The pub will open at 6 o'clock with a pre-show music at 6.15 to 7.15, and the show starts at 7.30. Uh, We also have a couple twilight dates. That's just going to be earlier on in the day. That'll be on December 3rd and 17th. The pub will open at 2.30 with pre-show music from 2.45 to 3.45, and the show starts at 4. And then we do have one early matinee show, which will be on the 18th of December. The pub will open at 11.30, pre-show music from 11.45 to 12.45, and then the show starts at 1 o'clock. The easiest way to get tickets would, of course, be going to theforestin.org. However, you can call the Forest Inn and bug Michael and get your tickets. We love He loves that, oh, yeah. doesn't he? I do. <laughs> Thank you all for um, coming in to do this podcast with me. Um, Look forward uh, to a couple more episodes that we're going to finish the year out. I just spoke to Michael earlier today that we're going to have an episode coming up here within the next couple weeks, I think, um, that's going to be highlighting all of the new shows of the upcoming season. Um, So stay tuned for that. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Forest Inn Features. Have a great rest of your day. (laughs) 